This is the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast with Rachel Spencer. Listen in each week for tips on ways to win media coverage and create content to make sure your pet business stands out from the competition. I have got a brilliant guest on the podcast this week, and we're talking about using the power of community to grow your pet business. So I'm chatting to Sandra Emmons, who runs Happy Pup, a puppy and dog training business over in Berkshire. And Sandra started her business back in 2021 full time. She'd been working as a dog trainer for a number of years, but it was part time alongside her regular job. And when she first started, she did what most of us do. She looked at what the other dog trainers in the area and around her were doing and tried to do the same. But then she figured out things were going to be a lot better and a lot easier for her if she just did things her way. So that's what she decided to do. So Sandra talks about how real life visibility, so being seen in her community, has really helped her to grow her pet business. She talks about the different people who she works with and collaborates with to gain referrals, one of them being her hairdresser, who's been a really great source of business for her. She talks about how she's never done a Facebook Live and how she's thrown the rule book of what we're meant to do to promote our businesses out of the window. She is an award-winning dog trainer. She's had tons of press coverage as well. And she has turned her village into one of the most dog-friendly places in the country because all of the dogs and pups in the area have been so beautifully trained. So I think you're really going to enjoy listening to what Sandra's got to say about using the power of community to help grow your pet business. She shares loads of really actionable advice as well in this episode. So do let me know your thoughts. And now on to the main interview with Sandra. So hi, Sandra. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. You're welcome. Oh, it's lovely to have you here. So can you tell us a little bit about you and what you do in your pet business? Okay. So yeah, I'm Sandra and I run Happy Pup Puppy and Dog Training. Um, basically, I do work, do a lot of work with the people in the community. Um, I have a lovely community of superstar pups and pup owners um, we run workshops, classes, out and about sessions. Uh, actually only started doing this full time September 2021. Um, prior to that, I spent probably two years trying to run it part time evenings and weekends around another job. Wow, okay. Yes. So tell us about the kind of stuff that you do in your business. You do classes, you do you do one you do one to one, like what what What's the typical week? What does a typical week look like for you? So, yeah, I do um, classes two evenings a week now, um, back-to-back classes. I do workshops every Sunday morning. Um, that might be one workshop, might be two. I do one-to-ones where I go into people's homes um, and train them there and then go out and about with them. But I also run out and about sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the moment, that's with people that come to my classes. So we'll um, practice lots and lots of different things in the hall um, and then we'll move to outside into the local villages. We'll talk about what to do if suddenly they come across a situation um, that they find a bit scary or there's uh, another dog they're not sure of and we practice what they would do in that scenario. Um, Always finished off with a cup of coffee and a good natter. Love it. Absolutely love it. So I know we're talking about community today and we'll talk more about that in a moment and you've touched on it there. But I want to go back a little bit to, yeah, you starting a new business, um, you know, only it's coming up to 18 months, isn't it, that you started. Um, so 
What did you do before and what was it like starting a new business? Ooh, so I started my working life as a primary school teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, went from there and worked in the construction industry, which is quite a bizarre change. Um, and then for the last mm, 20 years, I worked in facilities management, so in the maintenance industry, construction maintenance. Um, I was doing, so I was doing the dog training. I was studying, um, helping with classes for about 11 years. Um, Got the courage to to actually start teaching um, classes and then realized this was actually what I wanted to do. But I was really nervous about just giving it all up one day and starting being a dog trainer. So set up Happy Pup, like I've said, as a part-time evening and weekends. Really, really, really beneficial because I use that time to um, get contacts, work out what I was good at, what I was rubbish at, which was quite a lot at that time. Um, Things like the marketing really, really struggled. Um, so yeah, it was scary, um, but an amazing thing to do. Yeah, it's been, it's been brilliant. And what was it that gave you the, the, um, the push to go full time then? So there were changes, um, taking place at work, mainly due to COVID. Um, and I had the opportunity just to, to leave, um, to skip out. Um, and I just thought if I don't do it now, I won't ever do it. Yeah. so tell us what it was like I know you've said that you you um there were some areas that you found challenging like marketing but I actually think you're really good at it but anyway um, (laughs) tell us what it was like going from having a job one minute to and having you know something that you did you did in your spare time was I guess kind of you had the the security of the wage and then you were doing it building it up in your spare time and then being out there doing it full time what was it like what was it like getting started with marketing and doing all of the things that we have to do when we've got our own business oh it was a shock big shock I I think I totally underestimated what I what I would have to be doing um I very quickly learned that finding people that could do things for me was the way to go while I was learning because I was wasting hours and hours on social media um, trying to learn how to do ads, trying to learn how to do posts at the right time, um, all sorts of things. So I was very lucky to um, meet a lovely lady who still does some of my Facebook things now. Um, I made sure I joined lots of uh, trainers groups, the groups that I felt I fitted in with, um, where we talked a lot about ideas, helped each other out. So networking has been really important. Um, and of course, meeting you um, virtually and working with you has been amazing. Um, so what I would say to people is don't feel you have to do it all. Yeah. Um, if you can look out there, there are amazing people out there that can help you out for as long as you need them to. Um, Thank you. And <laughs> <laughs> um, so just for background, Sandra um, and I met on a you were doing a dog trainer program, weren't you? And yeah. we worked together one-to-one for six months and then we worked together in different courses and you're now with my mini membership, aren't you? But we've had quite a lot of one-to-one actually because we've done one-off one-to-ones, haven't we? So um, as you know, I know Sandra, obviously you know, but, but to the listener, um, I'm not, I don't have any dog training background, but I have, when Sandra came, Sandra came to me like a, like an angel 
when we started doing my coaching training so you were one of my original coaches so I tried everything and I tried everything out on so and that's just a bit of background and for mine and Sandra's working relationship and but it's been brilliant seeing you grow and seeing happy book thrive and and just all the stuff that you do yeah I mean it's been a roller coaster if I'm honest um I think it probably is for all businesses um, when I first started, there would be a month where I had no one sign up for my classes. Um, and you have to be thick skinned and you have to think, okay, you know, this, this isn't against me. I just need to be looking at different ways to do things. It'll get better. Um, and then I had months when I had so many people sign up, I had to put on extra classes. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's just being a, it's knowing that it won't always be good times. But if you hit a trough, then, you know, that high point is just around the corner. Well, that's such a good message to get out there, isn't it? Because it is about, I think we, we, we see some, we see stuff online, don't we? And we can look at other people and think everyone else has got it all figured out or they're doing really well and all the things that go through our heads. But it is a roller coaster, isn't it? And you are, I know it's a cliche, but you are, you do have really good months and you do have really challenging times, but it's about like, the resilience and keeping going in the interim, isn't it? Isn't it? So, is there anything that helps you when you are? I know you're really resourceful because you just you just said about you know if something isn't working, look at different ways to do things. But when you're having those wobbles and when you're having those difficult, challenging times, is there anything that you do that you find is helpful to help you keep going? Um. Okay. So, looking at reviews. Yeah. So I've worked hard to get um, Google reviews, which have really helped my business. Um, and printing those off and keeping them for those times that you think, oh, every, nothing's going to work. You look back at the reviews and think, yeah, but I can do this. Um, sometimes taking a break, it can be just be all encompassing when you've got your own business. And after a while, you just can't think straight and then things seem worse than they are. Yeah. Um, so actually taking time out. So I make sure um, I go to yoga on a regular time every week um, and I now go swimming as well. <clears throat> so and doing those things, it just clears your mind. Yeah. Um, and having people you can talk to as well. Um, people who will just listen and not necessarily even give advice, but just you can offload and then you think, oh, yeah, that's OK. I can I'm going to move forward now. Yeah. Yeah, it does really help, doesn't it? I've started journaling this year and I find, I find that's really helpful as well. But sometimes if you, the more that you you kind of sit and look and think, oh, I need to do this, I've got to be doing this, it, you just get yourself into a complete frenzy, don't you? Yeah. So tell us about what's worked when it comes to you reaching people. You talked when we were first started chatting, you talked about the stuff that you do in your community. And I know your business is so, you are obviously a local service business, but you're so community focused, aren't you? And I, I know this from working with you, but I absolutely love that. So tell me about what kind of things have really worked for you when it comes to being really known in your community for the work that you do. Um, so one of the biggest things was doing a lot of training with classes out and about. So um, we've worked in car parks, supermarket car parks. Um, we've worked outside the local pet shop and bakers. Um, we've worked next to the river when families are having picnics in the summer. We work when there's a football match going on. Um, so it's real life training. And I think people notice us and think, that's unusual. 
Um, so they tend to come and chat afterwards. So yeah. that's really worked. Um, a big source of business, amazingly, is my hairdressers. I love this. Well, because if you think about it, when we go to the hairdressers, we have a bit of a gossip and a bit of a chat about what's been going on. And I thought, you know, if people come in here and they've just got a new puppy, they're going to talk about it. Yeah. Um, so I did some training with one of the hairdressers in the local salon. Um, and since then, they've been recommended me to people that come in. Um, so that's that's really lovely. Um, working closely with the pet shop and the groomers mm-hmm. um, and working closely with so the parish council. Um, if there's a, a problem relating to dogs, then they will talk to me about it and I will bring it into a class setting. So it's, use it as an educational thing. Um, yeah, I mean, just everything and anything I go, I've been doing dog friendly cafe work. Um, I'll take groups into local restaurants, pubs, show them how well behaved the pups can be. Um, yeah, so it's just it's getting out and about rather than just thinking I have to stay in a hall or stay in a field and do some training. Yeah, and I love that because we, we talk about visibility, don't we, all the time and we're always being told about we need to be visible here, there and everywhere. But you are just being visible as in, look, there's Sandra with all the dogs having a nice time in real life. So I really love um, what, what you do and all of those relationships that you're so great at building with your pet shops, your, your local pubs, your cafes and the hairdressers. And that the hairdressers one is great. It's like, you know, I'm in my late 40s and stuff. And I, you know, when I first worked on local papers, we didn't have the internet. We'd go and walk the streets and we'd go and chat to people to get stories. And yeah. it's, listening to you talking is like going back there. I used to go and talk. I remember I went to, when I was on work experience, I went and chatted to the bloke who sold jacket potatoes in the supermarket car park. He gave yeah. me like four really good stories. So it's about thinking, actually, it's not all about social media and online and going and talking to people can make a huge difference, can't it? Yeah. And I don't feel comfortable. I've never done a Facebook live, things like that. I just, for some reason, I just don't, I don't feel it's me. Um, What is me is um, talking to people. I I mean, obviously, I love training dogs, but I love the people aspect about it as well. Um, So I just love going and talking to people and seeing how we can help. And I think people really appreciate that Um, rather than just um, if someone emails me and says, I'd like a a place in your puppy class, here are my details, rather than just put that in a spreadsheet, I will ring them. I will have a good chat with them. Um, Have you, you know, any issues at the moment? I'll send them information before class starts. So all the time I'm I'm trying to help them even before they come into class yeah. situations. So that's interesting as well. So I know, um, you know, obviously with online, perhaps, and you, you'll obviously know more about this because it's what you do. But if, you know, let's say you've got a new puppy and, and somebody's emailed you and two other people in your area, you're the one who picks the phone up and who really shows that you care. So that even though it's just naturally what you do, um, I imagine that's, that's really great for um, when it comes to converting inquiries as well, isn't it? Yes. And I've had quite a few people saying, oh, the reason we came to you was because um, the other trainers we spoke to either never got back or weren't interested in talking on the phone um, or booked them in for a 10 minute consult uh, system or situation talk. Um, But you just picked up the phone and said, 
hi, got your email. Do you want to have a chat? How's it going? Um, so, yeah, I, I just think computers are lovely. Being online is lovely. But I think people miss the face-to-face -face and the actual pick up the telephone. Yeah. Um, Definitely. Yeah, I know I'm with you. Um, and you can gauge so much more out of having a chat as well, can't you? Yes, definitely. Um, and I think people warm to you a lot more. It, you, they start actually saying, oh, well, actually, I'm a bit worried about this or a bit worried about that. Um, and you can build up the relationship weeks before they might come to class. Yeah. Um, and some of those people have been with me since last January. Yeah. Um, they just keep coming back. Um, I emailed one of them recently. I said, oh, you know, we're coming up to the end of the next session. Um, and I said, you know, would you like to carry on with class? And she came back to me and said, um, I would never miss a class. It's part of my life. Love it. Which is lovely. Yeah, it's really great. And I love that you've built up. So you talk, can you talk us through? Um, so let's say I live where I live in Pangborn, where you are. Um, yeah. And I've got a new puppy and you don't know me. Talk me through and I get in touch with you and start off with puppy classes. Talk me through like what what um you know what your customers' journeys are like then when they first start working with you and what the options are for them. Okay, so um if we're talking about classes, um what I'm trying to do is to build um a safe community. Mm -hmm. Um so my classes are called superstar classes. Um and all the superstars, um, we come together regularly, not only in the class, but out and about as well. Um, they need a safe place to talk. They need um, the social side with other pet parents. Um, so we'll do our classes. We'll do our out and abouts. We then might do a social. Mm -hmm. So we just meet up at the pub. Um, they bring their dogs along. It'll be a Saturday or something. We'll go for a walk. But it's, it's just a social get-together um when they finish their five sessions of class they then get the opportunity to come into the grow your superstar dog classes they're ongoing yeah so they can come back as often as they can as they like um we do gun dog training one week we do a pet detective session for one week um we'll do just lots of different things Mm -hmm. um they will come into class and i'll say oh you never guess what my dog was off lead and he ran into somebody's picnic um and he, he ate the sandwiches or little crisps or something and i just don't know what to do so we'll set up um picnic areas around the park behind the horn and we'll practice different things we can do and then that sunday if the weather's nice we'll go down to the river real life training here are the picnics what we're going to do I bet people, so, uh, like I, I have FOMO when I look at your posts because I live far away and I wouldn't be able to come to your classes. But tell me, but like that, I know that the FOMO works for you, doesn't it? Because tell me about like some of the experiences that you have, like when you're in the park or you're in the cafe or you know when other people come over and say, "Oh, actually, what's all this about?" Yeah, so um, confidence workshop yesterday. I had things set up in the hall and the park behind. Um, and there are a few locals there and they get, oh, is it a children's party? I said, no, it's for dogs. Um, <laughs> and we had blow up um, palm trees, parrots, cardboard cutout of Danny DeVito. We had skateboarding <laughs> dogs. We, you name it, we had it. Um, and that's what I do. Yeah. So uh, my Tuesday night classes, we've got a football go game going on on one side of the park. The other side of the park, I've got dogs skateboarding around. 
Um, I've got them doing different tricks, uh, all just all sorts of things. Um, out and about, we do um, the same sort of thing. So we'll be doing um, maybe pulls up on tree trunks. I might have a line of six dogs all doing pulls up on a tree trunk and people will come over and say, oh, my goodness, what is this dog training? You know, what are you doing? Um, we'll queue up outside the bakers. You know, how can we queue nicely? Yeah. We're on the pavement. The baker actually now allows dogs in and he even knows them by name, a lot of them. Um, if there are crumbs on the ground, he'll say, oh, I'll tell you what, some crumbs over there. Yeah. Don't get your dog to clear it up. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, so that, that's just what we do. Yeah. And you do, I think, you you know, this is just something that you really love and enjoy, isn't it? And it, it comes naturally to you. And I think probably there will be people who might be a little bit more, maybe a little bit more shy um, or maybe a little bit more introverted who might who might struggle with, something like this or who might think you know who might think I'd rather work in this way or you know I know people work in loads of different ways don't they like we have people who work purely online and that kind of thing yes. um, and you know obviously whatever way you work you know if you're listening whatever works for you works for you and that's brilliant but I I, I asked Sandra to come on the podcast because I just love the community stuff that that you do um, and yeah, the FOMO element of it and everything. But tell me what you love about the community element of your business, like being out there and seeing the people and, and delivering the, the training you do in the way that you do. Oh, gosh. I think it just gives me a buzz. You know that, remember when you were a child and it was Christmas Day morning and that excitement and butterflies in your stomach? That's exactly how I feel. Um, just knowing that working with the community, um, I'm bringing people together, especially at the moment. People yeah. are struggling. Um, but we found, oh, we actually started a swap and share system. Um, so what we're doing in our classes and workshops, we have, um, boxes of things like harnesses that pups are grown out of, leads, um, all, all sorts of things, anything and everything. Um, so people don't have to go and buy a harness every time their pup grows out of it. They're expensive. They mm -hmm. can just exchange one from our box. Um, and just seeing how that helps people, just seeing the relationship that the people are having with their dogs by having fun. Um, and I think, well, yeah, I think in our local village, I'm helping to change the picture that some people have of dogs. Yeah. Uh, not everyone likes dogs. Um, if we can teach dogs um, just to have, even if it's just to have good manners, um, get the owners to understand that not everybody likes your dog jumping up, mm -hmm. um, then I think the local people really appreciate that. Yeah. They truly do. And the shops, so the cheese shop now lets the dogs in um, because they can see how well behaved they are. Uh, because we practice. You know, if if we, okay, we're in a class tonight, we're going to practice, we're going to go into the opticians or the cheese shop. What are you going to do with your dogs to make sure that they're not a pain in the neck? Um, <laughs> and, and there's always one that possibly is. But <laughs> what do we do if your dog all of a sudden you get into a situation, you think, oh, this is really embarrassing, what do I do? Um, so, okay, what can we do about it? 
So it's just talking through real life scenarios um, and doing it that way. The village is happier now for dogs to be involved in everyday life in the markets, in the cheese shop, in the bakers. Once upon a time, I think it probably would have been frowned on maybe by the shopkeepers. Yes. Yeah, I think um, obviously you've got the fun element and it's cute and all of that stuff. Mm. But underlying all of this is a message about responsible dog ownership and being a considerate dog owner. And and actually, um, you know, a lot of the other trainers who I work with who work on things like, um, you know, putting your dog on a lead or, you know, having how to cope if your dog is anxious and that kind of thing. And these manners and uh, responsible pet ownership and being just being a caring, thoughtful dog owner is it's really important isn't it and um it's not just for that um that dog and that pet parent it's for the whole community so it's it is there's really although it's like lots of fun and really cute there's some really important messages going on um underneath all of this isn't, isn't there um yeah and i think it's um to the most part it works because it is it, it is fun yeah um the training isn't restrictive there isn't one way to do everything um we take into account the pups personalities the pup parents personalities because they're all different um and what suits one pup won't suit another um but let's let's just make it fun so that the pup parents love coming to class love learning how to teach their pup good manners um but in a in a lovely fun way i know you touched on it at the beginning but um and particularly with the climate that we're in at the moment with you know there's lots of talk about the economy and the state of the country and everything and um and we've obviously had the lockdowns and people being isolated and that kind of thing as well as you've got the benefits of the dogs being nicely behaved and the and being socialized and all those things what kind of what kind of feedback do you get from the owners the pet parents about the about working with you and being part of a community inside of your um your classes and your programs like what are the benefits for them for the actual humans um so a lot of them love just coming to classes doing the out and abouts with the same people um and just having that relationship you know that they, they can laugh they they can come come out and about for an hour and a half and they can actually forget what's going on and they can just have a laugh um in our classes yeah there's serious messages but also it's fun um, and if they're having a bad day, I've had people come in and it's obvious that something's happened. Um, I'll just say to them, look, don't worry about it. Um, you know, join in, don't join in, watch whatever you want to do. Um, and they love that. And some of them actually come to a class and they'll say, um, I always start with, oh, what's the win of the week? Um, so everybody, whatever it is, they have a win of the week. And some of them come and say, actually, can I just say I've had a really bad um, day today and I'm sure it's affected my dog. Um, and they get such support from the rest of the class. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of my reviews um, are that I, I try and go the extra mile. Um, I try and be there whenever they need someone. Yeah. Um, and they just love seeing the change in their dogs as well. Um, some people come and they just they just think there's no hope. Um, and some of the ones I can't, I've, 
hold my hands up. I'm not an expert in everything. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I refer um, them to other professionals who I know will help them and will be amazing. Yeah. And do you have a good relationship with, um, I guess you've got a network of dog trainers who are specialists as well, haven't you? So if if you don't feel it's, um, you know, if you feel like they need extra support, then you can, you can signpost, can't you? Yeah. Yeah. And I've done that a few times recently um especially with things like separation anxiety mm-hmm. um so it's not unusual for pups to be coming to me for puppy classes um but working with another professional that i've referred to read them on to on something else like separation and it works really well because i know that the other trainers um work in a similar similar way to me it'll be ethical it'll be kind and reward based mm-hmm. excellent okay so I love all the stuff that you've talked about with getting out and about and working with collaborating with other businesses and all of the community work that you do and that that physical visibility, if that is even a phrase. I don't know, I've just made it up. <laughs> no, it is now. <laughs> no, it is now, yeah. So what would you say to somebody who might do the kind of, you know, very much face-to-face dog training and, and, and it's, you know, similar work to you? So they're not working online, they're not selling courses, that kind of thing. But they'd, they'd kind of like to dip the toe into the water and be more active in the community, but they might feel a little bit shy, a little bit nervous. Do you have any advice for them? Believe it or not, I am actually quite a shy person. Um, the reason I started to do it was because I felt passionate about getting out there in the community. And to coin a phrase, Rachel, of yours, I had to learn to put my big pants on. <laughs> Um, so if you're, if you'd like to do more with the community, start small, even if it's, it's just, um, your hairdressers, um, a great place to start, um, your pet shop, um, just go in and, and just say, oh, you know, this is what I do. Um, I wondered how we could work together. Um, you, you don't need to suddenly bombard every single person in your village or your town. Um, start small. If you have somebody you can use as a sounding board, I used my dad a lot in the beginning, um, then do so. Um, and don't think you have to be like everybody else. Do what makes you comfortable. You know, if you're not comfortable, um, I don't know, some of the things I've done is dan- uh, at the weekend I was dancing to a singing cactus in the confidence <laughs> workshop. But it's taken me a year to have the confidence to do that in front of people. Um, so just do what you feel confident doing. But um, I think if you have that passion, if you truly want to do something, um, then you will slowly, slowly start to learn to do it. It's not a race. Just do it gradually. Yeah, that's really great advice. Thank you. Um and yeah, it's like it's just taking small steps, isn't it? And the one thing I'm really I know we talked about this but at the beginning before we hit record, but one thing I'm really keen to do with the podcast um is to talk to people like yourself about doing things differently and doing things your way. Um and yeah, you, you know, we get told about what we must and should do all the time, but sometimes you you've just got to do what feels right for you, haven't you? You have and do what works for you. I mean, some things, some other great trainers out there looks amazing, but it works really well for them. I think if I tried to do it, it it would come across that it wasn't me. Um, And I think to make a success of any business, you have to 
do what sits right with you. Um, it's easy as well. It's a lot easier when it when it, it comes naturally to you, like like we've been talking about with you and and all of the networking and the work that you do. Um, excellent. Okay, so tell us about what's next for you and Happy Pop. <laughs> what have you got coming up in twenty twenty three? Oh, okay. So a few exciting things. I've actually um, now got someone else working with me, mm-hmm. which is amazing. She's been doing classes with me since last January. She's now doing a dog training course um, and is helping me with my classes. Um, My swap and share boxes, um, I want to try and push out and see if more dog trainers take up the idea. I actually had a message from my lovely, lovely, very, very clever trainer in Switzerland um, saying that she's now started the idea over there. So that's brilliant. Um, and the other one, so, um, and I, I was saying this earlier before we started, um, I had one of the pup parents ask me yesterday in the workshop whether I would run um, private workshops. So for her and her family dogs when they come to stay. And suddenly in my head popped birthday parties. So watch the space because that's my... um I think I'm going to sit down and see what else I could be doing um, around the workshop ideas and sort of individual birthday parties for dogs. Love it. Absolutely <laughs> brilliant. Well, I can't wait to see those photos on Facebook. <laughs> That'll be amazing. Um, so what I wanted to say just before we wrap things up is like, and I know people, anyone listening will have will have picked up on this, but what you do really well is you 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 listen to what people want and then, go and create something whether it's pinching sausage rolls at a picnic or or wanting doggy workshops for birthday parties and um and yeah and one you know not wanting to spend loads of money on collars and harnesses and stuff you you all the time you're just listening i think to what people need and then and then giving them that really which is simple really isn't it but it's worked worked well so and it's brilliant to see yes yeah um it's it's actually worked better than I thought it would. Um, but I think with any new business, you have to settle in mm-hmm. and you have to think, what can I do so that this becomes mine and I'm enjoying and it doesn't just become a job? Yeah. Um, but yes, I'm, yeah, I am loving it, even dancing with a cactus. Brilliant. <laughs> well, I was not expecting you to tell me about dancing with a cactus but it's been <laughs> absolutely brilliant talking to you and i can't wait to see these photos from this thing that you've been doing at the weekend um so please share them with me afterwards <laughs> i will do don't worry so tell us where we can find out more about you and happy pup okay so um happypup.co.uk that's my website so that's got my classes my workshops um bits and pieces on um it's i'm still changing few bits on it but majority is there now um my facebook page happy pup puppy and dog training i'm on instagram as well um or people are just very welcome to email me have a chat lovely well thank you so much for chatting to me sandra it's always great to see you and wishing you every success with happy pup and thank you so much for coming on the podcast as well oh you're welcome i've loved it thank you for asking me oh, take care you. Thank you for listening to the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast. 
for more free resources and ways to promote yourself as a pet entrepreneur, visit www.publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk.